The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. We're speaking on kingdom keys. Pastor Andy, it's good to have you here. We're going to pray for you afterwards. Good to have you here. We're reading a scripture, a passage from Matthew chapter 16, beginning from verse 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, and others one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, the son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. This is the, script, the message we started last week, and we continue with this message. Jesus said to Peter, You are Simon by Jonah, but now I will call you Peter. Verse 18 says, I say to you that you are Peter, that's the rock, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of AIDS shall not prevail against it. So what was Jesus talking about? Was he going to build on Peter, who is a rock? A tiny rock? We're talking about the rock of Gibraltar. The rock himself. God was not going to build his church on Peter. God was saying he was going to build his church on the confession that Peter has already made. And that confession is that you are the Christ, right? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the place or the foundation of the church. He is the stone that the builders rejected that became the chief cornerstone. If, if, if God's going to build his church, he's going to have his foundation. And Jesus is that foundation. And he is the one, is the author and finisher of our faith. He builds the church based on that confession. So the building of the church, that's you, is based on the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
And he says, upon that confession, I will build my church. And if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are being built as his church. Because of your confession of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Because you are being built. No one is going to stop the building that Jesus is building. No one is going to be able to stop you. You are that church that Jesus is building. The gates of hell will not prevail against you. Now we used to wonder, what does this mean? Gates of hell. Are we going to be trying to bash down the gates of hell or the gates of hell fighting, off, fighting against us? Now, if you read in context in the Old Testament, the gates is where you go into a fortified city. It's walled around. And the gates is where people go in and out. And most businesses are around that. And that's where the elders, the leaders, they meet at the gate. Those with authority, they meet at the gate. They are at the gate. That's the place where they are. It's a place of authority. So what Jesus is saying to us, the powers and the authority of hell will never prevail against you. Never. Cannot prevail against you. Because you are being built. Now the enemy is constantly coming at us, trying to prevail. But if Jesus has assured us, he won't prevail. He'll come against your finances. He'll come against your family. He'll come against your marriage. He'll come against your business. Every, anything that was something to you, he wants to destroy. But if we stay with Jesus according to the word of God, the, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against you, no matter how hard they try. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans, who shall separate us from the love of God? There is nothing that Satan can try that can separate you from what God is put in your life and what God is building in your life. You just have to stay with it. And Jesus continued in verse 19. He says, To you I give the keys of the kingdom. There's a secret here. Notice that the disciples, all of them believed. In what Peter just said to Jesus, right? That's why they were followed. That, that's why they were following him. All of them had the same belief. They all knew that Jesus was the Christ. But Jesus did not address all of them. There's a secret. He addressed just Peter. Your confession... Of what you know is what delivers to you the key. Just knowing it is not good enough. If you are not willing to express what you believe about Jesus Christ, you may never receive the key of the kingdom. You know, in uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, Jesus said this. He says, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father in heaven. 
And that's what Peter did. I'm sure he was standing there and listening to them. Some said this, some that he was, no, no, they are wrong. I know who he is. The Father has revealed his son to me. So whatever God has revealed to you, until you are willing to proclaim it boldly, without fear, you may never get that key. You may never get that key. And the key is to unlock the abundant life that Jesus has brought to us. Notice what it says. Not just one key. Keys of the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom. So once you have made that confession, once you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a part of the kingdom. And you, if you confess you got so many keys delivered to you, that's authority to open doors for yourself and to shut doors for yourself. You got authority. But until you speak those words from your mouth, the keys are never delivered to you. Notice what it is. It says, the Father is not you, Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. I'm not sure if Peter ever knew when God was speaking to him. I am God, and that's you, my son. It happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, but Peter already knew. He already knew. God just made himself clear to them. But as you hear the word, God's revealing, so as you study the scriptures, God's showing you something. It's the Father that's revealing it to you, and for your own deliverance, because Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so as you study the scriptures, God speaks to you. You got that understanding. And God's waiting for you to boldly proclaim before men what you believe. It starts here. Before heaven answers. He starts with you. Before heaven answers. Once you receive the revelation from the word of God, if you are still afraid to proclaim it because... It's embarrassing. I wonder what they'll think if I said that. As long as you are still in that place, you may never get to where God wants you to get to. That is the place of authority from the Word of God. To you I give the keys of the kingdom. How do we receive this? Through knowledge. Knowledge is the key. Until you receive knowledge. Now, if you read in, I believe it's um, Luke chapter 11, verse 52. Luke eleven fifty-two, Jesus says, Woe to you lawyers. Woe to you lawyers. For you have taken away the key of knowledge. You have taken away the key of knowledge. And he tells them, you did not enter in yourselves. And those who were entering in, you hindered. So the key is knowledge. You have to have that knowledge from the Father, from the Spirit of God. So that God can walk through your life. I've got to have knowledge. Remember what Jesus said 
in uh, John chapter 8, verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It's knowing the truth that makes you free. But after you've known the truth, you have to proclaim the truth that you know so that you can have that freedom that he talked about. Now he knows here, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So knowledge is the main thing. I have to have knowledge for God to work in my life. Knowledge is what qualifies me to have the keys to the kingdom. But not just having those, you must proclaim it with your mouth. Remember what the scripture says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what you say with your mouth matters. Because everything that you say, God listens. And God hears. So we, got to, we have to know what, what we believe and what we must speak according to the word of God. The gates of hell, once you find out the truth, the gates of hell cannot prevail, uh, prevail against you because God's on your side. You, the, the, the devil no longer has the keys. You have the key. Amen? You have the keys. And you have the keys to the kingdom. And so the gates of hell will never prevail against you because the scripture says, no weapon, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, what should you do? What should you do? Use your mouth. You got the key. You can bring it down. The keys are delivered to you so you can control the circumstances around your life. If you will believe. If you will believe. To you I give the keys of the kingdom. So you can have the keys of the kingdom for your freedom. That's what the keys are for. No weapon formed against you will prosper. There's a lot of things that we can do with those keys. Now, keys, like I said, they are for, they are for rooms, right? Have you ever locked yourself outside your car? Right? That's miserable. <laughs> I don't know. You're out there looking into the car through the window. The key is right there, but you can't get in. <laughs> Why? You don't have the key anymore. You can't drive home. And for some people, you say, oh my God, what am I going to do? Two things. You are embarrassed because... Your key is in there. Somebody says, how did you do that? (laughs) You really want to know? (laughs) And you feel foolish? Not only that, you're going nowhere. But if you have the key in your hand, even if you have a spare key, no big deal, right? We're getting in. Keys are for doors to be opened. And the kingdom of God that Jesus brought from heaven, remember, he says, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is upon you. So we have a kingdom here 
from heaven that we are citizens of. And we don't live under the economy of the United States. We are also citizens of the kingdom of God. And in his father's house, what did Jesus say? In my father's house, there are many rooms, many mansions, many rooms. You got the keys of the kingdom. Notice, not the keys to the kingdom, but keys of the kingdom. And you can open whatever door that you want to. It's really all up to you. The problem is we don't fully, really realize that we already have the keys. We have the keys. And God can walk through us. No matter who you are, if you are just a believer, even if you just got saved today, you have the keys to the kingdom and you can change things in your life if you know what the scriptures are saying. And you can stand by those scriptures and stay with the word of God and refuse to let and God will work for you. One scripture, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it says to hold fast to the profession or confession of your faith without wavering. Because the one who promised is faithful. You are holding fast to what you're saying. Contrary to what's happening to you. That's the key. Hold fast to the word of God, the promise of God, and refuse to let. And God will come through for you. Hold fast to the profession of your faith, contrary to what seems to be happening in your life. Yes, my finances are really tough. But God has said in His Word, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hold fast to that promise. You got the key in your hand and you can stand fast with that promise and tell the devil, I don't care what you're doing in my life. God's with me. I'm part of the kingdom. I'm not operating out of the kingdom of the world. I'm part of the kingdom of God and God's with me. If God be for me, who can be against me? I got the key. I can walk and I can open doors. And look, Satan, let me tell you, I know all these symptoms and what you're doing with the bank account. But the word of God has said clearly, the Lord is my shepherd. I will never know want. The bills are going to be paid, even if they have to go catch a fish and take the coin from his mouth from the river. Amen. Amen. Hold fast to your confidence. I believe that's Hebrews 10 verse 35. It says, don't let go of your confidence. Stay with your confidence and make that bold confession. That's what earned Peter, what what Jesus spoke to him. The keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom. Seems like my marriage is going down. I don't know what to do. Hold fast to your promise. It looks like the kids, they are not listening. Things are happening. I don't know how this is going to end. My business is going so bad. I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. I don't know what's happening. God says, hold fast. Hold fast to what God has given to you. That's the key. Know that God has delivered this to you. You didn't ask for it, 
But when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, God says you can have the keys of the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom. Different kinds of keys in the kingdom that we can use to open doors. But notice what the keys are for. What are the keys for? The Bible tells us in verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, the things that you allow on earth will be the things that God does. I mean, he says the things that you don't allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow. And the things that you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. And they say, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. He is God. It's what God wants that happens. Have you heard that? It's whatever God wants, that's what's going to take place. Well, but God, God said this. We didn't make him say it to say it. God said this to us. It's what I allow, what you allow in your life. The, the traditional King James says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You've got the keys. You can change this situation if you stand firm with what God has said. Whatever you allow is what God's going to allow. If you disallow it, God will not allow it. What happens in the life is Satan begins to tell us different things or bring, bring things into our lives to make us change the way we think. That's the primary thing. Just to get you to change your mind about what you know, about what God has said. Things may be well, and you don't have, may going well for you, you don't have any reason to really lean on God's word until Satan touches that area of your life. Now the test has come. What will you do? You're going to owe fast to your confession? You're going to believe that what if you disallow this, this will not happen to you or it's really going to happen? This is where, the, where faith comes in. Am I going to stay with God's word? Notice, faith is an incredible thing. <laughs> it's very powerful but not tangible. God walks through faith and faith alone. And God will walk through. Remember what the scripture says, How Lord God! You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you. We know that. But when the enemy comes in, what would you do? Are you going to allow it? If you refuse to allow it, everyone says no. But if you, for whatever reason, think, well, this is what's going to happen. And sometimes people just say it. They believe they are saying what, they be, what I feel. I've got to say the way I see it. Well, don't say the way you see it if the Word of God doesn't see it that way. It's whatever you allow. That's what God has told us. Whatever you allow is what God allows. Whatever you disallow, God will not allow. If you start seeing something different contrary to what God says, then your words are in opposition to His words. And two cannot walk together unless they be in agreement. 
So you disagree with what God says, and yet you are asking Him to help you. It's not going to work. Stay with God's word. Know that whatever you allow is what the enemy will bring into your life. Same thing with God. So Satan is watching us. And God is watching to see whose side we are on. We need to know what God's given to us. We need to know the authority that God has given to every one of us. I don't think we think a lot about it. These are the keys of the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom that makes you, even though you are a natural man, in the mind of God, like Paul says, you are not mere human. Like Michael said in prison, you are human 2.0. Whatever that means. But <laughs> that means the Spirit of God is in you and you can trust and stand with God's Word and make things happen. God has given you this authority. Remember what it says in, in uh, Matthew, no, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you power to tread or authority to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and what does it, what does it, what does it say nothing shall by any means hurt you nothing shall by any means hurt you in other words the only thing that will hurt you is what you allow if you don't allow it god will not allow it God is, Jesus has paid the price for us. We really need to know what God has given to us. Let me show you something about knowing that you got the keys. You remember there's a story in Acts chapter 3. Peter and John, they were going into the, they were walking into the temple. And there was a, a man that was lame. Remember the story? And uh, he was a beggar. And uh, he said, he was looking at them, Peter, wanting to get some money. And Peter started, they were looking at him, so he thought, this is a good day. They're looking at me. You know, when you're driving in Houston, you stop by, there are people hanging around, begging. If you don't look, to the, if you don't look at them, they just, they won't come near you, right? Am I right? But if you start looking their way, guess what? <laughs> They're walking to you now. <laughs> He's got something for me. And if you don't give to them, they're really disappointed. And if you're really staring at them, or if you're rolling down your window, guess what? They're right there with you. Because they believe. That's what, what was happening. Peter and John, they were looking at it. But the trouble is, they had no money to give to them. The guy was expecting some money. And Peter then said to him, look on us, okay, look. And Peter declared to them, silver and gold we don't have. But what we have, amen, they knew what they had. Keys to the kingdom to reverse any circumstance. Even if you were born lame from your mother's womb, I have the keys. I will unlock it and I'll make you walk. He knew what he had. Silver and gold, I don't have. But such as I have, what I have, I am willing to give to you. 
Notice he didn't say, I will ask the Father to give to you. There was no prayer to God. That's religion. <laughs> there was no prayer to God. He said, in the name of Jesus, I got authority. His name, I got his name. I can change that situation. I've got power from heaven. You see, not I, the name is my authority. The Holy Ghost in me is the power. I raise you up. He knew what he had. He knew what he had. Some preacher says, for many Christians, silver and gold they don't have. Such as they have, they don't have either. Because they don't know what they have. Peter knew what God had delivered to him. And he was willing to give it away. He unlocked that door for the man, a crippled man, to walk. And everybody saw it. And it's the same authority that God has given to every child of God. Amen? Now, let me ask you. That was a man that was lame. He had been laying there for a long time. Just Peter using a promise. Something that Jesus gave to them. You go. I'll be with you. I'll do this for you. Just by acting on that word, that man was no longer lame. That's physical. Right? Can God do the same thing with your finances? We use the key. Amen? Use the key. Go into the book. Find out those keys. Knowledge, okay? The Bible tells us. It's knowledge from the Word of God. Know exactly what God says about this. And begin to declare it. And begin to declare it. And begin to speak it. That's what Peter did. Jesus demonstrated to us what it means to be a man of the kingdom. You see, I see for, for us, we're still doing, because we are children of God, we do things just because that's the way it's been done. Hello? Everybody does it this way. So we're going to do it that way. But when we have discovered the authority that God has given to us, then we lose the fear. And then we listen to the Spirit. Because Jesus said, I listen to my Father, and what He does is what I do. So we listen, we lose the fear. There were so many times Jesus did things, you wouldn't hear Him pray to His Father. Go your way, right? Your son lives. And some say, oh, that was Jesus. He was drawing from his Godhead. No, the Bible didn't say that. You know why I know the Bible didn't say that? <laughs> I'm glad you want to know. John 14 verse 12 is very clear. John 14 12. Jesus said, let me assure you. How many want to be assured by Jesus? If you hear, you want to be assured by Jesus? He says, let me assure you. He who believes in me, 
the same things that I did, right? He would do us it. Would Jesus lie to us? Did he mean what he had to say? Another thing is to, to back that word. Jesus said, I only say what I hear from my father. Those words came from his father. God allowed those words to be spoken. It's not you can handle every area of life because Jesus came to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. So the Bible tells us why we do not look to the things that are seen, right? But the things that are unseen. Because the seen things are temporary. Your pain is temporary. If you know the word of God, amen? Your pain is temporary. The confusion is temporary. Whatever it is that the enemy is coming against your life with, he's just temporary. If you stay waiting on God, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? They shall renew their strength. We got to wait on Him. You know you got the keys, right? So I can afford to wait. Hello? I can afford to wait. Because He who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. The Bible tells us even if we are unfaithful, He remains faithful. God remains faithful to you. We have that authority. You know, I read in the scriptures, great story. I think I shared this on, uh, on uh, Wednesday night. It was Paul, while he was going to Rome, and there was, there was, he was in a boat. Remember that? And the boat was, you know... Uh, sinking, there was so much trouble, they lost a lot, and uh, he had won them, and uh, they said, we, we despaired of life, we thought no one is going to make it out of it that's what Luke said, I'm sure Paul was saying I wasn't part of that that's you guys <laughs> because he knew that God had told him he was going to, to Rome hello, when God gives you a promise he knows the end from the beginning. I don't care what comes in between. God's going to take you through. If you find a promise in the scripture, it's for you. If God didn't want you to see it, you will never see it. When you find, you know, the Bible is God's will for you, right? That's the will of God. And Jesus was the one that wrote that will. He died and left the will for you. Now he rose again. To make sure that will works for your life. Amen? He will enforce that will. If you stay with the will. Read the will. Read the will. Paul knew that he said to these guys, they, they had not eaten for a while. He said to them, now listen. You guys should have listened to me when I told you there was going to be trouble on the way. But now, you, every one of you will be saved. No, come, eat, don't worry about it. Every one of you will be okay. You will lose the boat, but you will be okay. And he said, I believe God. Because an angel of God has stood by him and told him that. And he said, I believe God. 
that what was told me, that's exactly what's going to happen. We have to come to the place where we believe that what God has spoken to us will always happen and take the keys of the kingdom, believe in God, trust in the word of God, and refuse whatever they are saying to you. Doesn't matter who is saying it to you. If they are saying you are not well, you're sick, this, is, this disease is going to kill you, that's the doctor's report, okay? But the word of God says, by his stripes, we're healed. So take that key. Every time the doctor speaks, show him, I have the key to my health. Amen? I'm not receiving it. That's not to say if he gives you medicine, don't take it. Go ahead. Do whatever they ask you to do, but know that whatever they are saying will not prevail. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, the Bible says to condemn. It's the heritage or the inheritance of the servants of God, and the Bible says their righteousness is of him. Silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have, I'm going to give to you. Stand up this morning. Is there anyone that is sick this morning and you want to get everything that God's delivered to you? Yes, you can come down here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we are all here together, and Jesus is here with us. How many believe that this will get well right away? Yes, Jesus will heal them right now. Thank you, Jesus. What do you have? 